welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. We're here during the holiday season, you know, we're not taking any breaks. No breaks, we already had our break, you know. We're here for y'all. That's right. The true Laker fans that want to come and listen to us talk about all things Lakers. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Um, we got we got a lot to talk about. You know, in the past, in past podcasts, we were like, "What can you say? The Lakers have won again, <laughs> dominating." But right now, this podcast is off the heels of a uh, yeah disappointing loss. Yeah, the, the the streak was snapped. I think it was at what fourteen straight road victories yeah. uh the lakers fell to the uh indiana pacers without anthony davis without kyle kuzma but still it was a loss it's a very big very big caveat though but uh, yeah yeah uh i don't know yeah what did you what did you want to talk about honestly to me it's a non-story you know it, it'd be a different story if you lost to the pacers with a healthy anthony davis you know and that didn't happen. So the fact that we didn't have Anthony Davis and it was still that close, and in all honesty, we still should have won it. Um, the one gripe that I had was the fact that they just missed all those free throws. That just annoys me to no end. But honestly, I mean, is anyone really worried? Should anyone be worried about about it? No. I mean, I like seeing all the Laker just the Laker Twitter sphere going off on the Lakers about this loss is like, I don't know, man. I, I, were they like calling for people's heads? Yeah. I didn't really, I I wasn't really on Twitter after that loss. Yeah. You know, people were saying like, a lot of the fans were like, you know, we're, we're one, this just goes to show like we are one major player away from blah, 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 from winning the championship. And like, you know, we, you know, if if we don't have LeBron or AD or one of them, you know, goes comes down on, you know, with an injury, then, you know, we're fucked. And I'm like, yeah, of course. If you're not going to have both of those guys, you shouldn't even be thinking about championships. That's pretty much, you can say that about every Exactly. Team so, honestly, this is, it's just much ado about nothing, you know? Um, it would have been nice, but we still got the best record in the NBA, tied with the Bucks. And speaking of the Bucks, Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a game coming up. Yeah, that's shortly, and that is now that is a game I do want to win, though. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let let's um. You brought up a couple of things. Let's put a pin on a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, okay. Right now, as it stands, the Lakers are twenty four and four. First in the Western Conference, tied for first in the NBA. Uh, that means that we are just about a third of the way through the uh, regular season yeah so i thought it would be a good time to check in and kind of check the temperature of where everything's at in with the, the lakers in the season yeah. with the nba overall uh yeah and i feel like the season's gone by so quickly you know yeah as, as it well it's been a lot more exciting watching nba basketball this season compared to uh recent years you know that's very true so yeah. it's it's natural for us to feel like things are going by a lot more quickly and another thing i want to uh point out is that it's been a very drama free season so far oh it, it actually it's been beyond that it's been a huge love fest yeah it's it's been a breath of fresh air when it comes to we haven't heard a peep from the front office at all which is that a surprise to you, though? Like, I mean, I mean, last year, I guess we should bring this up now since we're talking about the, front <laughs> the elephant in the room. Um, there was a there was an LA Times article that came out today. I think Bill Plaschke wrote an article about Matt. Uh, he interviewed Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, who's uh, no longer employed by the Los Angeles Lakers, but um, never short of opinions. When it comes to his uh, beloved franchise, former employer, both as a player and as a front office executive, yeah. Um, I guess they were talking about this year and <clears throat> the early success of this Lakers team so far, 
And um, the big quote that came out of this article was from Magic Johnson, and he said, this team would not be in the position it's in without me. This was my strategy. <laughs> this is what I thought we'd be in three years. So, uh, you know, yeah. he's it's kind of uh, out of left field. But it, really I, kind of an unwarranted comment. Yeah, but also very unsurprising to me, you know? It's a it's a testament to how far this franchise has turned it around. I feel like because this this quote just reeked of everything that happened in in the past like two years that you know Magic was at the helm of this organization. Yeah, we would hear stuff like this, you know, on the daily. Um, him trying to get credit or people throwing each other under the bus. Uh, none of that's happening anymore. No. Um, what is your response to this quote from Magic Johnson? Well, first of all, uh, like I was, like I mentioned earlier, it's just it's so unsurprising, you know. Um, this is a guy who is he's pretty much an egomaniac. This is a guy who just cannot stay out of the limelight. He loves the camera, loves the camera. It suited him well when he was playing, you know, because when you're that dynamic of a player, when you're that charismatic of a guy, the world is your oyster and everyone just just will just love you and fawn over you. But now that he's past his prime, past his playing days, he's just trying so hard to stay relevant, you know, and to me, this is a guy who he just can't get over the fact that he... To me, he's like a petulant child to me. That's what he is right now. You know? Because yeah, honestly, okay. like, honestly, like, he... Did, did did the Lakers fire him? Just, just please help help me with my memory. Did the Lakers uh, fire him? I believe him? he just uh, took his ball and went home. Exactly. He yeah. stepped down. I mean, so, like, this guy is talking like he's got such sour grapes. But in reality, I mean, he left on his own accord. You know, and I think he he was expecting something very different for the way this was supposed to play out. You know, uh-huh. I don't think he knew the Lakers were going to perform this well. Yeah, my thing is like, if you want to take credit for success, then I mean, if you want to publicly take credit for success, then you need to own up to your mistakes also. And Absolutely. Trading away, trading away D'Angelo Russell. Um, In that signing, fashion. Signing the meme team. Like, these were mistakes, clearly. We yeah. can see that now. And I I don't think I've heard him ever own up to, own up to you know, some of the blunders that this front office made uh, in recent years, you know. But he wants to take credit for what's happening now. He wants to take full credit for And it's it, like, yeah. you can't have it both ways, you know. No. Um, and he said, you know, this team would not be in the position it's in without me. I mean, you're absolutely right. Because if he was still there, I'd have, I would have serious doubts that we would be 24 and four right now. And that, and that we wouldn't be hearing anything from the front office, you know? But the thing is, Sue is just like, why does he feel a need to say anything? Exactly. So maybe he you is know? an ego maniac, like you said. He is. I mean, like, it kind of screams of that, you know? Yeah, it's a scream. It's a guy screams of just uh, so much attention seeking, you know? And I can't help. We've made this comparison time and time again, but who is widely regarded as the best executive in NBA history? Um, that would be uh, Jerry West. The logo. Un- un- unfortunately. Um, yeah, let's not talk about that. You know, with, but, an- with another team. Right yeah, um, across the hall. But. He is widely regarded as the greatest executive of all time in NBA history. And do we ever hear a peep from this guy? I mean, this guy is like such a cold-blooded, silent assassin. And he makes all these like chess moves that are like four or five moves ahead of, the, of his uh, you know, GM or front office counterpart. And he does it all just quietly behind the scenes yeah you know and that's a sign of like a really good front executive like 
They're not there to be in front and center. Like, the people that need to be getting attention is the team itself, the product on the floor, your franchise player. And yet, you always find Magic Johnson needing to be at that front, just front spotlight. He needs to, he needs that limelight, you know? And it's that's just it just reeks of so much attention seeking that this guy's like, you know, trying to put out all these juicy sound bites, you know? Yeah. About how he's like, Yeah, I deserve more credit, you know, and you know, this wasn't even this isn't even the first time this year. Remember he was he was on earlier on yeah. what was a first take? Uh probably, yeah. Which by the way was the I think I think that was the same day that the Lakers announced their head coach, Frank Vogel. Okay. Which is again like this guy is like he just can't he cannot stand aside, you know? Yeah, I mean I, I feel like I feel like magic and his personality, he just can't help himself, right? Yeah. Which is why he should have never even been so the president true. in the first place. Never should have been. Because I'm fine with him and his like his antics. His super his super like awkward um, tweets. Yeah. Just weird tweets as if like no one else is paying attention but him <laughs> type of things. Uh, I'm okay with that because he's no longer like making basketball decisions for the right. Lakers, you know? Right. Uh but yeah, this quote, um he just can't help himself with he can't you, help you know, with he his really personality. Can. And you know, you mentioned Jerry West and how he's been building championship rosters uh and doing it quietly. Uh outside of the public eye you know in that vein i feel like and we've given him a lot of credit uh, recently but rob palinka we haven't heard anything from him right and he put together a really good team of uh a team that's first in the nba right now and i it's it's so funny how now we're not seeing clips of him reading book excerpts during press conferences and stuff like we don't hear from him or see him at all anymore yeah, you know, that's fascinating that you brought that up, though. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe he learned from his past mistakes, or maybe he was almost uncomfortably put in that spot by Magic Johnson, maybe. Right. Possibly. Right. That's the thing is, like, he's made, he's made an adjustment. Right. And that, that should be applauded, I feel like. I absolutely agree. I think that's you know, a really on top good of, point. On top of the product that's on the floor, like, his own... Uh, his own perception, his own... Uh, the way he's presenting himself nowadays... It's much more aligned with what a uh, top front GM yes. conducts himself, you know? I absolutely agree. Yeah, I agree with that. It's so, so true. Hey, everything's looking everything's looking roses right now. You yeah. know? Even despite the loss, the recent loss uh, to Indiana, it's like there's really not much to worry about at this point. And you know, know and you know, and, and that kills magic though. That kills him. Well, obviously because he came out with this quote. It's like, you know, it's like when a girl breaks up with you, right? And, you know, she gives a whole, it's it's not you, it's me, which is what he did, right? He was basically, it was a very thinly veiled way of saying, it's not you, it's me. That's why he was like, oh, I need to sacrifice, sacrifice myself I and, thought it was like, and step down. It's, it's not you, it's Rob. <laughs> right. But... They, you know, he breaks up with, she breaks up with you, and then you end up just thriving and just doing really well, and you end up just, you know, you get a high paying, high status job, you're just killing it, you, you, you know, you don't skip leg day, you're just getting just real cut, you're looking good, giving yourself a real nice haircut. On, on the come up. Yeah, you're on the come up, you know, you got just a brand new wardrobe, and you just, you're getting some real good attention at the bars, you know? And now, lo and behold, you hear from the grapevine that this girl that broke up with you is just like, cannot help but just, just basically talk trash about you, right? You know, she just can't help but be like, hey, you know what though? Don't forget, I was the one that took care of you when you were down and out. I cooked for you. You know, you didn't always look fly in that haircut, you know, just all that stuff, you know? Used to wear cargo shorts he used to wear sandals all these all yeah yeah so i mean it's like i guess you're saying the lakers have moved on but uh magic johnson has not he has not that's yeah. right yeah that's exactly right I mean, that could be very possible yeah um so the lakers 
Obviously, they're in first place. Uh, we're a third of the way through the NBA season. What do you think have has been the uh, overall impressions of the league? If we take a step back and look at everything, is there anything that's like super unexpected? Yeah, you I mean, know, there's a couple of things I can think right, of. Right. Yeah, of I think there's a. I think there's a lot. Um, you know, and you, you know, we were talking about it. Um, a lot during our preview of the season but and it's no secret you know this is the most um wide open season in a long while you know before it was just the golden state warriors show and people were just kind of playing for second place but and i think it's it has indeed still played out like that you know mm-hmm. you got the two front runners and the lakers and the bucks yeah uh they've been having just absolute dominant seasons but I don't think any of us here is still thinking, oh, one of these two teams are gonna they're gonna run away in terms of they're just surely the you, like crown them right now like you did with the the Warriors. Right. You know, you still right. don't have that. Like, I still think that the Clippers, like if the Clippers beat the Lakers in a seven game series, I don't think I'd be shocked. Right? Would anyone be shocked? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um. So. It's so it's the season has definitely played out like that. Still, I think it's a pleasant surprise to see the Lakers do that well and gel that well. Sure, yeah. But um, it's just it's and it's fun. It's kind of refreshing to see so many teams still just kind of in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think the one surprise that uh, comes up immediately is that obviously the the thing that's not a surprise is that the Lakers and Clippers are still look to be like the two best teams in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I was under the impression that, yeah, I know Kawhi was going to do his load management, take games off, but overall, as uh, as a team, I thought that the Clippers would be more um, into going for that regular season number one seed than the Lakers Best are. Best record and all that. Yeah, I yeah. thought if anything, it would have been the Lakers that yeah. were, that were going to you know take up take more losses here and there, and yeah, just I try to like do it in the playoffs right right but it seems like it's the opposite right yeah. it's like the clippers are saving everything up for the playoff yeah run, you're you know? right we were talking about a little bit offline about how like we were talking about well which team is more battle tested right yeah and it's pretty obvious that the lakers are more battle tested and yeah. yet they're the ones that are going yeah. for that number one seed exactly so that that's kind of a it's a bit a of a surprise. Wrinkle. I wasn't expecting that coming into this season. But it makes sense when you when you look at the narrative that LeBron has been painting. You know, he's been out on a mission. He's been very consistent on his messaging. You know, yeah, like he wants to play every game. Yeah, he clearly feels like he's been overlooked and slighted and all. You know, basically what what Michael Jordan used to do just to find motivation to like stay on top of the game. You know, and. I, I see that with LeBron. Well, I think he was, you know? Yeah. In a sense, because, well, we, we all, I mean, it's, we all know that LeBron himself thinks that he's the GOAT. I mean, he said it. Self-proclaimed. Right? He yeah. said it. Uh, but obvious, but, you know, that that would mean that he believes that he's the best player in the league right now. And after how last season ended... I don't think many people were saying that anymore, you know? A lot of people yeah. were saying that LeBron's best days are past him and that now it's Kawhi Leonard's league. And I mean they, I was they were they were putting him they weren't putting him at the number one player yeah, in the league. Yeah, a lot of people weren't. Yeah, I mean I I was one of them who like when I when you know, we both saw what he what Kawhi did in the finals. Yeah. Like it was pretty eye opening. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think LeBron took that to heart and really took offense to that, which I love. You know, I love that, that he, he felt that way, you know? So, yeah, you know, the, the NBA, more than any other sport, is... I, I guess the NFL is kind of like that, too. But it's very much about, like, in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, that's why LeBron was overlooked a lot. Because in the playoffs, the one playoffs he missed, all of a sudden, that whole, this whole past offseason was the offseason of Kawhi, you know? You saw all the memes, yeah. you saw all the, the gifs, and like the, you know, 
all the sound bites, the hilarious, you know, kawaiisms. So, and he was a man of the hour. And that's what the NBA is like. It's kind of like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we've never seen a guy in his 17th year hold up the way that LeBron has either just body so just was, bodying so players left and right from that so. standpoint it's a little bit understandable for people to overlook him a little bit yeah um but yeah he's he's actually looked like he's very much still in his prime which um isn't that crazy you know, to you that's our our championship hopes hinge on that yeah. you know and him and anthony davis who it's it's funny because what he's doing is not really surprising, but at the same time, it is like jaw dropping to see him play on a game to game basis. Just some of the things that he can do. Um, we we haven't talked about that recent Miami Heat game yet, but right. that was one of the best games of the season so far. And down the stretch, it was like LeBron and Anthony Davis just took over that game. And, and I we it was a very like championship caliber type takeover from those two guys. Yeah, I had championship vibes off. Yeah, that. totally. Because um, Miami is like a really good. I mean, they just beat the Sixers today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had real championship vibes off that. And like th- this is a, this is the thing is that, um, like to see jaw dropping moments. From not just one player on your team, but two players on your team, is such a rare thing, dude. I mean, Laker fans have seen that yeah. before. Yeah, <laughs> we have. But that's what I'm saying. It harkens back to the Shaq Kobe days. Yeah, it does. I'm not even talking about Kobe Gasol because honestly, Gasol was not on that level of no, just jaw dropping. And we're and Gasol is a Hall of Famer. He is an absolute Hall of Famer. Yeah. But that's that's how rare of a thing that we're seeing. Like that down the stretch, uh, last I don't know two three minute sequence in the Miami Heat game, my jaw was on the floor at something that LeBron did, and then the next moment was something that Anthony Davis did, and I was like, I think I texted you at that moment. I was like, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling the championship vibes right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like AD makes a key block, and then LeBron, you know, LeBron did that little tap. tap. Yeah. Tap pass to AD. Yeah. And then AD, like, hits a three <laughs> in somebody's face. It's, yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. And that's the thing. No other team really boasts that. You know? That's funny you say that because this season was built, or this new era of NBA basketball has been built, like, the era of, like, duos, you know? Right. And you would think that a lot of teams <clears throat> can field a roster, a, a lineup, that has like two guys that can do that yeah but maybe not two guys in the way that lebron and anthony davis can do it just it's not of the same pedigree and that's the thing is that in the nba if you want to win championships you have to have this talent you know um when you have the cream of the crop the just not just oh we got one of the best players if you have two of the top five best players in the nba you your chances are very good and that's what we have we have absolutely two of the top five best players in the nba yeah um i don't think that many people would have put ad in that top five going into the season but right i mean i feel like it's well again it's because we're the nba in there now yeah nba is all about the moment you know i mean who are the top five players in the nba right now in your opinion so Giannis, uh lebron um, Anthony Davis, James Harden. Uh huh. I think you got a lot of people vying for that fifth spot. Yeah, I mean, I would probably still put Kawhi in there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and maybe we should talk about that too. But I almost honestly feel like Kawhi doesn't look quite as dominant as he did in Game One. <laughs> Game one, he looked. Game one of the season against the yeah, Lakers, he looked, he, amazing he looked almost like borderline MJ, you know. But I don't know. Um, his knee just doesn't seem as reliable. Yeah, his health is a question mark. But yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't. Yeah, him being taking that fifth spot is totally legitimate. But yeah, you got two of the top five, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and the supporting cast is pretty damn good. Right. So, I guess from what I'm trying to say is that we should be getting ready for that championship parade. You know? You're already, you're already <laughs> calling it, huh? A third of the way through the season. Okay, so there's two-thirds of NBA basketball, regular season basketball left. Uh, it's been a drama-free first third of the season for the Lakers. Are, are there, let's talk about overall impressions or things that we're looking for um, moving on towards the rest of the season here. Because I have a couple of things here that uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Okay. Um, so for me, the number one thing yeah. is health. That's That was the first thing That on is my the number list. one thing. Like, I don't even... Obviously, I care about having the best record in the NBA. I, I, I really want it. I... I I just it it would really help. It it's always been a while when it's been a while since we've had a team yeah that can actually go for the right. number one record right. But the, I don't know. But just having the best record in the NBA, I feel like is very important for the the first year of a championship caliber squad. You know what I mean? Like you look at the back yeah. back in the like the Laker the old Laker squads like that first year of the three peat. It's like you kind of you kind of want that home court advantage. You know what I mean? And after you got a championship under your belt, it's almost like the team's like, we know we can do it. And then the regular season's just kind of like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's super important. But beyond that, honestly, it's more important to just be healthy because even look at the Pacers game. The Pacers game, the Pacers are not a contender. They're a decent squad, but they're not a contender. And we lost to them. Why? Because Anthony Davis was injured, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Thankfully, it wasn't anything serious, but that just goes to show that you got to have a healthy squad, you know, to just have any any hopes or any aspirations to win anything. So I think it's going to be a tall order to get the best record in the entire league because, you know, Milwaukee is just going to roll through the East, majority of the Eastern Conference. Right. Uh, I would set my sights personally on just the number one seed in the Western Conference. I think that would be... Okay. A huge, you know. Yeah. That's still. Yeah, that's still a big accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall best record in the league. That would be great. But um, the the odds of that happening might not be as good just because of the schedule and things. Um, so health was yeah also my number one thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh, moving forward here. Um, another thing on my list is something that I've noticed in recent games and that is the guard rotations mm. that um, the Lakers are rolling out we're seeing a lot of crunch time minutes being played with a backcourt of Rondo and KCP which is a little bit surprising to me not a fan of that um, I would have thought that it would have been more of like a Avery Bradley, Danny Green, or like an Avery Bradley, Alex Caruso yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's we've seen a lot of Rondo and KCP to close out games. Uh, I'm then, not going to be one to really question Frank Vogel. I feel like he's won me over at this point. Yeah, he's and, won me over. And also, I think that might be... He, he seems to kind of subscribe to the go-with-the-hot-hand kind of guy outside of LeBron and AD. Uh-huh. And I, that kind of has a feeling of what's going on yeah i mean the the wrong putting rondo out there uh to close out yesterday's game um, that's understandable for me as much as you dislike rondo well you know a lot of people were unhappy about that yeah yeah you and a lot of people dislike rondo yeah uh i thought it was a little bit more understandable because it's pretty clear that when lebron and if it's just LeBron or if it's just eighty on the court, uh, the Lakers need another playmaker out there, like another right. facilitator. Yeah, but I mean, in this in this uh, last whatever minute, it's Ron or it's LeBron and AD on the court. So I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, so I'm talking have... about this last game in particular. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, why. you're like with normally with the with the yeah. roster, uh, Vogel has seemed to gravitate towards 
that Rondo KCP backcourt right. to close out games, which I find a little bit interesting. Yeah, he didn't make a comment a few weeks ago that he likes to um, he likes to try out different rotations in like groups of games, mm. as opposed to like doing game by game or yeah. having something set for the entire season. Yeah, and I'm okay with that though. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Uh, I'm not gonna be. I'm not worried about it at all right now. Yeah. But it's just something I find interesting and something that I want to keep an eye on. Yeah. Because Alex Caruso, you know, a fan favorite, Alex Caruso, somebody that's deserving of all all the praise and all the minutes that he's gotten. I feel like his minutes have gone down a little bit uh, in recent games. It's a crowded backcourt now. But is it a crowded backcourt? It's it's kind of strange. I, it's I, like, I think so. Yeah. It's like um. I, I think adding just Rondo, you know, back into the fold has crowded it a bit, you know. Perhaps, and and Avery Bradley is back. Right, now and Avery too. Bradley's back too. Yeah, and I feel like he's still. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, he's still trying to like work himself back into yeah. like playing shape also. So that yeah, that's just one of the things that I feel like we should keep an eye on moving forward. Is For sure, just how the guard rotations are going to be played here. Um, touched on it just here the coaching has been amazing give all the credit to Frank Vogel he's he's made for the most part all the right moves um, in my mind he's a candidate for a coach of the year 100% absolutely and, and um, like we both said he's, he's won us over and it's it's quite nice to not be harping on coaching anymore you know something that we were used to in recent seasons <laughs> yeah and it's it's uh it's funny because like you know typically um you know there's usually a pattern with lebron's championship squads you know usually he comes in and the coach that they got is just not cutting it and he kind of undermines him in some way and then he did, they get rid of him, you know. Um, it happened with Spolstra. I mean, he ended up staying, you know, because Pat Riley, you know, he has he has a cachet to pretty much tell LeBron, I don't think so, you know. Yeah. Um, but it happened to David Blatt, right? So, um, yeah, you know, like you, it, it's nice that we haven't seen a bit of like a awkward blow up, you know. Like, you know, if you if you remember, you know when. Before Eric Spolstra was Eric Spolstra, the two-time champion coach, you know there were it was really shaky. There were you know there was a a famous clip of uh, LeBron like straight up bumping Eric Spolstra. You know, I mean obviously it's you know, he said it was accidental, but it looked like he just bumped him out the way. You know, um, I mean it's it's documented now that he was sort of pushing to get rid of him. Right, yeah. right. So. It's nice that, you know, we're at a point right now where, and I think it, you know, part of that is attributed to the fact that we just, you know, we just did so well this, this first third of the season. Like, we're just killing it. Um, but hey, like, you got to take that. And I think Frank Vogel has absolutely, yeah, he's, he's, get, he's earned that extra rope, you know? Yeah, and it's not only just getting all the wins, it's like how the Lakers right. have been winning these games. Right, exactly. We have the number two rated defense in the league right now, which was one of the big, you know, question marks, question marks uh, out there about the, this Lakers team was right. how, how they were going to be defensively. And yeah. they're the second best defensive team in the league, you know, in terms of net rating and all that. Yeah. So um, that also puts me at a lot of ease and... Uh, aside from the Rondo KCP, the guard rotations, I feel like everything that he, every move that he's made in game has has made complete sense. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we could still lose some of these games, but if it makes sense, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't blame the guy. You know, the optics are well are reflecting well. Right. With, with Vogel as yeah. a head coach for this, he team. seems like he's a thinking man's coach. You know. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Um. So that's the other thing. I think the last thing that I had in mind was, are the Lakers going to add somebody else to this team? <laughs> it always comes back to the four-letter guy. It's it's out there still, you know? I mean, it 
seeming the chances are looking more slim i would say you feel pretty good about getting him like coming into the season even right yeah yeah but yeah. it seems it seems a little those stubborn ass <laughs> memphis grizzlies uh and i don't fault them at all um but the grizzlies seem very confident that they can get something out of andre Udall in the trade market yeah do you think their confidence is uh warranted i'm not so sure yeah i, I don't I'm not one of those guys who claims to have insider knowledge. What? So Come on. I have no idea. <laughs> you sure? What is, Let me see your phone, man. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what what's what the market for Iggy is right now. At this but point. I mean, just looking at the landscape, though, don't you you think it's warranted? I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, we don't... There's Even just salary-wise, right? There are teams that technically couldn't even really add a guy, right? Yeah, you'd have to give up something. Right. Uh, Memphis is obviously not going to make the playoffs, and they have a like a young core to build around. So why would they take on right a veteran player salary right. right now? It just I feel like the only kind of trade that would make sense for Memphis would be if they were going to get another first round pick, and who's going to do that for a rental? Right. Right. So I I just. They they seem very confident and adamant that they're gonna trade Andre Iguodala, and I'm looking at it like I'm still having a hard time trying to see where he could go. And also, obviously, I'm hoping that he gets bought out because if he does get bought out, everyone's saying it's between the Lakers and Clippers, right? Oh, I thought it was the Lakers were the front runners. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's saying it's the Lakers or Clippers, but I would feel personally that uh, he would lean more towards the Lakers for, you know, reasons like his relationship with Rob Polinka. Right. Uh, how much is... playing time would he get with, I mean, the Clippers already have their wing players, you right. know? Right, but how, so what's his relationship with LeBron, though? Uh, that I'm not sure of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's most famous block is... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, there's a couple of, of Andre Iguodala's ex-teammates on the roster, you know? JaVale right. McGee, Quinn Cook. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean he I has friends know. on the team. Okay, yeah. So, right, right. I, yeah, I, I, I think we're still going to be on Iggy Watch, even though... Um, Your hopes have sort Iggy of... Iggy Watch on that, isn't huh? as on fire as it was uh, yeah. earlier in the year or yeah. the, during the preseason... But um, I'm still going to hold out a little bit of hope on that front. If we were to get Iggy, right, how confident are you in our championship? Uh, well, right now, at this moment with this team that we have, yeah, I'm reasonably confident. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not saying that it's in the bag. Yeah. Um, the three. It seems clear that the three best teams are the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks. Right. And with the current roster as as it's assembled, I would feel reasonably confident to go up against. I I feel confident against the Bucks for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's always been about the Lakers or the Clippers. Yeah. And with this roster, now add Iggy seeing on how it. seeing how LeBron and AD are playing, it's yeah. like. I don't know how they're going to match up with Anthony Davis. Yeah. And so I feel, you know, uh, reasonably confident. Right. But at Iggy, then <laughs> I would be a lot more confident. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where you're, you'd be trying to find your spot in the parade, huh? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, I live pretty close. I, I live you do. Pretty, I That's why I'm asking LA, you, so, man. Yeah. You live in downtown LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's keep our eyes on uh, Andre Iguodala. Um, okay. Uh, I guess, uh, lastly, there are just a couple of things that came up recently. Um, I want to talk about just the saltiest group of people <laughs> in the NBA right now. Um, when you think of championship teams, right? And you think of who, uh, I mean... This 2008 Boston Celtics championship team... You just, you're just going out right is and just, like, just saying it, huh? Full of the saltiest players. Like, 
is just composed of the saltiest people on earth. Pettiest. Right saltiest, now. Saltiest, pettiest. Yeah, it's so funny though, it's because you gotta believe they think that they should have had at least two, three rings, the way they act. You know what I mean? Because normally, like for example, do you see guys like Chauncey Billups, Rashid Wallace, um, you know, I don't know who else was on that roster, but Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. Do you see these guys just just being salty as hell? No, they're super thrilled because, I mean, they got a championship, right? Yeah. And so I think it comes down to expectation. Like, these these Celtics, I think they're bitter like this because they honestly feel like they should have won, like, at least one more. Yeah, I mean, they talk like they were a dynasty. Oh, they. It, you would think. If you just saw them talking and you saw... Actually, and the media kind of feeds to this, too. Like, they, they love talking about this squad a lot. You would think that they've won more than one ring, but they've only won one. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. That team was a monster of a team. Monster. But they didn't live up to their potential at all, right? Well, I mean, they got a championship, but yeah, they didn't... Yeah, there's a reason why they're salty. Three Hall of Famers on that team, and I feel like... And Rondo's a borderline one. Yeah, I feel like three Hall of Famers and uh, an all-star point guard, you should have won more than one championship yeah. with that yeah um but they didn't <laughs> and they're a little bit bitter about that it yeah. seems like uh kevin garnett just recently came out and claimed that uh their celtics team broke lebron which is and it's like <laughs> uh sounds a little bitter because sour grapes man lebron lebron and the miami heat basically ended that boston celtics team you know yeah and um it reeks kind of buried their chances it reeks of the detroit pistons uh how they responded when michael jordan finally yeah the reviews uh refusing to shake hands yeah uh, yeah after losing yeah 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 because garnett went on to say like oh we don't fuck with each other still yeah to this day yeah Exactly. It, it it totally reeks of that. You it's know? like so unnecessary, I feel like. Yeah. I know you want to be tough guy and then like you want to talk about how it was how real men played when you were in the NBA and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah. I, it's unnecessary. Yeah. There's something about LeBron that I think really rubs Garnett the wrong way, though. You know what I mean? Like... Maybe the fact that he beat him. Well, I mean that too, but I mean, I mean, look at Kobe. I think Garnett views Kobe as you know he has a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and they've had a lot of bitter. Uh, um, they've had a lot of bitter battles. Yeah. You know, especially when he was in Minnesota, they could not beat the Lakers. You know, and yet Garnett's not bitter towards Kobe. You know, I think he respects Kobe. To a greater degree. And you don't think he respects LeBron? No, I don't think he respects him at all. I think he, yeah, I think he views LeBron as like this, yeah, guy who kind of didn't earn it, right? Um, is chummy chummy with everybody, right? Which just rankles Garnett. You know that that he hates that shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and also he's a lot younger. You know, I think there's a whole generational like he's a LeBron's a very different generation of a player you know yeah so i think it just yeah it rubs garnett wrong just the wrong way and yeah and you know the fact that lebron just booted them out of the kind of basically shot him put him out of their misery also didn't help you know yeah uh speaking of um that celtics team and speaking of lebron rubbing people the wrong way uh doc rivers Took a little jab at the Lakers uh, oh the other gosh. day. Um, I cannot stand Doc Rivers. Do you, do you know what I? Do you know what he said? Yeah. Did you hear? Uh, so, yeah. to let you guys know, um, LeBron, you know, recently somebody asked him about load management and taking days off, and LeBron's like, "No, I'm going to play every game. If I'm healthy, I'm going to play. I don't know how many games I have left. Um, if there's a kid." in the stands that wants to see me play I'm going to go out there and play and basically said everything you're supposed to say as yeah. an athlete right yeah yeah uh, Doc Rivers was asked about <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's comments and and the loan management that they're doing and 
his quote was something along the lines of, you know, the way we rest players and uh, do our load management, that's just our overall team philosophy. And he said, um, I don't know what the Lakers' philosophy is. It's probably just whatever LeBron says. That's what they do. So he took a little jab, a little shot at the the Lakers there. Kind of out of nowhere, you know? Um, but it's it's so goes funny to show that that Celtics that that little Celtics team yeah. was a very um, it's trauma- alive and well. traumatized traumatized by LeBron. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it's such an unnecessary jab. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what LeBron said had nothing to do with. I mean, it had somewhat to do, but like he was basically just speaking for himself. You know. And yet, Doc it Rivers, wasn't intended to be a no, shot at anybody. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. And yet, Doc Rivers was like, he just couldn't let it go, you know. Yeah, I, this this podcast episode is the episode of unnecessary <laughs> unnecessary comments. Yeah, you know. Yeah, started off with Magic Johnson, <laughs> then we made our way to Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and now we're talking about Doc Rivers and his yeah. unnecessary comments. It's the salt. It's a salt. A lot of salt being thrown around in yeah. the NBA right Which now. Which makes sense because it's very icy, you know, icy roads, you know, it's wintertime. You got to get that salt out there, you know, but yeah. it's very salty. Yeah. Um, but I love it though, honestly. It just adds fuel to the fire. And I honestly just, I cannot wait to beat these Clippers on Christmas Day. I cannot wait. Like, look, I, I, I'm, I'm highly, I'm hype about this Bucks game, right? I'm super interested in it. But, to be honest, come on, who are we kidding? <laughs> this, is, this is this is like you're taking the Milwaukee Bucks like <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just it it just doesn't it doesn't tickle my fancy the way the Lakers Clippers game does. You right. know what I mean? Right. That is, I mean, it's it's the redheaded stepchild, just this little brother just nipping at your heels. You know, yeah. that's what the Clippers are. You know. They've been so annoying, even with the Blake Griffin CP3 days, you know? And here they are, and even the way they got Kawhi and how they got Paul George. I mean, this is this is the NBA story, you know? Yeah. Uh, everyone is kind of downplaying it from both sides, I feel like. Yeah. In terms of, like, the significance of that Christmas game. Right. But... Come on. Who are we kidding? Man? Who are we kidding? We all know that's the game of the year. Oh my uh, gosh, man. At, the, at least up up until that point, you know? Um, I how, did, how how many games do we face each other in the Pacific? I think, it's, three? I think it's four. Four. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this this Bucks game tomorrow. <laughs> after I, mean, after is, I just shit on it? It is the two, the two uh, <laughs> best records in the NBA yeah. matching up with each other. Um, I'm, you know, I think Anthony Davis is going to play, right? I think that's the whole reason why he didn't play against Indiana. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of that game, it's going to be, I think the one thing that I want to see is that Giannis-AD matchup, just to see what happens with that. If Giannis pretty much just bullies Anthony Davis around, I'll be pretty shook. I don't I'll think that's going to happen, though. But, if, but yeah, right? So if it happens, I'd be pretty shook if that happens. Given how much of a defensive monster AD has been this season, I have a hard time but, imagining that. But Giannis is someone that we've never really seen. Right. I, you just got so. to let him beat you from the outside. Yeah. And I think you'd be. I think you'll be fine if if they go that route. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm I'm really not that worried about the Bucks because in a seven game series, like you got we got two guys you can't stop, and and we just have one guy on the other side. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they got good shooters. On the very team. good shooters. Yeah. Uh, really good defense. They're the um, number one rated defense in the NBA. They're first in net rating. They're blowing teams out. They blew the Clippers out. Yeah. So very impressive, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like you, I I'm in agreement. Tomorrow's game is gonna be really fun to watch. Uh, I don't think emotionally, right, from a Lakers fan perspective, like, right, it's not gonna be as emotionally charged charged of a game as that Christmas game will yeah. be. 
But make make no make no mistake. If we lose this game tomorrow, the the Lakers fans, the Twitterverse will be on full display. Yeah, I mean, NBA Twitter in general is full of overreaction, yeah. full of uh, hyperbole, s- hyperbole and sensationalizing things. Um, if the Lakers lose tomorrow, it's it's not gonna kill me, you know. Right, quite in the way that a Lakers another Lakers loss to the Clippers would kill me. That would be devastating. That would <laughs> honestly, that would kind of might ruin my Christmas if that happens, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, tomorrow's game should be fun. Um, not a lot of pressure on for that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll be back probably. Uh, are we gonna do another episode before the Christmas game? Because that's. I think we need to. That's the uh, that's the big one. I would say that is the big know? that is the big um, one. Uh, last last Friday's game against the Heat was a good. Yeah, was a good warm up. Was a good test. And it was a good game. Good game. Good test. Uh, it's like the Lakers are going up another level, like in their quest right now. Right. The next bigger level boss. is the, the next bigger level, boss. Yeah, the bigger <laughs> boss is the Bucks, and then after that. The, you got the, the final boss. boss. You got the, the final, final boss. boss is the Clippers. <laughs> uh, so December's been, I think, going in. We we said that December was going to be a very telling month. Yeah. Schedule wise. Yeah. And uh, the Lakers are doing really well so still far. Still looking good, man. Yeah. Um, Dwight Howard is still looking extremely good. He had a monster game. Yeah. Uh, against the Pacers, like, right. What was it like eight for eight or something? Ten for ten or something? I don't know. He didn't miss but yeah, a shot. He, I don't think yeah. he missed a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fun game tomorrow against the Bucks, but you know, be a good one. our minds will be uh, looking ahead because we're fans and we can do that. Yeah. Uh, towards the Christmas game, but we'll be back again to uh, preview that one for everybody. Yep. But uh, for now, uh, I think that's it. Um, unless there's anything else you want to no. I think this we're good. Yeah. But yeah, that was our episode today. Uh, the episode of um, unnecessary comments <laughs> from various people in the NBA. The salt uh, edition. The salt edition, yes. Uh, so, with that said, um, we'll sign off for now. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.